Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I ever heard in all my life. We interrupt this program to waste some of your valuable time. Coming to you live from the KOUG studios at WSU Vancouver, it's TGIF Radio. This show is brought to you by the internet, electricity, and mind power. And now, with no agenda in mind, here's TGIF Radio. Hello everyone and welcome to the highlight of your week. It is Friday, this is TGIF Radio. Say goodbye to the work week and hello to the weekend. I have no reason to play this song because it's not September. Uh, yeah, and, and that's like and it. I, I'm playing it because it is my favorite song ever. It's a pretty good song, yeah. I have decided that. I mean, it's, I've always had a problem picking my favorite song, but occasionally I just rediscover things. Music, yeah. usually, as I go through life. And I popped this on a couple days ago and decided this is it. <laughs> this is the ultimate song. It's just so happy. Hang on. Oh, we can't sing, but... had to do it that's so great if you dare go ahead and call us at 360-546-9500 and tell us your stories about dead week because i'm sure everybody's got a horror story at least one or two and they're gonna keep coming in because finals week is next and uh we really hope you don't die from lack of sleep i'm pretty sure that's possible i'm pretty sure we will but yeah i mean i don't want to i still have a paper to write yeah it's gonna be for anthropology and it's gonna be eight pages long and it's gonna be completely bs <laughs> that's fun a lot of fun yeah it's Speak- like my english paper that i did my research paper uh recently or is yeah it for no- just this last english class i just got done with technical writing right yeah technical writing and communications so or whatnot is, is that where you write manuals for everything no you just have to write in a more professional technical sense than in english like a five-page paper oh that doesn't seem no so it's, bad. it's not hard it's not a hard class at all really yeah um seems like something i could do when i'm not making fun of people online yeah that's know? not offering my opinions on whether or not uh dread 2 is gonna happen which uh Please, <laughs> please let it. I I need it. Yeah, I, I need more. There, there's like a lot of people that are. Uh, uh, Carl Urban said something a while ago that sounded cor- sort of like, yeah, I get. I, I well, I, schedule's I freed up one. again. It, it is. Well, whatever TV show he was doing on Fox got canceled. Oh, what was that? Almost, Almost human? human or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Lindsay really likes that show. A lot of people seem to have really liked it, but... I haven't jumped on it yet. I, I mean, haven't either. I, it, the trailers make it on TV make it look kind of dumb. Yeah. Although, that happens a lot. That does happen. I mean, the trailers for Rick and Morty didn't exactly do it any justice. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of got an idea of what the show was about, Yeah. but it was being self-referential in the trailers by yeah. saying that the trailers didn't mean anything. Yeah. Well... And I remember actually even watching, I've seen trailers for Breaking Bad and thinking, meh. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever watched a single Breaking Bad trailer. Yeah, they were. Just now that I think about it. I mean, the later ones after I got into the show, I started getting, you know, they were actually more exciting because that's who the trailers are tailored to later on is the people who are already watching the show. Yeah. Because, and so what, what I was seeing a trailer for like, you know, the season three uh, mid-season finale or something like that. I'm like. Eh, whatever uh, uh, doesn't yeah. look that exciting but then you got to season five trailers where it's just like by that f- point i'd already gotten into season five i'm like 
Where it's okay, like a, crazy stuff happens. It's like a five-second clip of Walter White looking sad, and then everybody just jumps up and down and freaks out. Yeah. It's, th- that's what everybody's... Th- that that was... Then, yeah, it, yeah. Walter White looking all solemn, and then Black out, say my name, and then boom, everybody freaks out. Yep. <laughs> that's pretty much um, why Godzilla is so hyped up for me, personally. Yeah, Because just... you make Brian Cranston display any sort of extreme emotion mm-hmm. like uh, sadness or anger i'm watching it yeah like which that comes out in like what two weeks doesn't it i will check comes but out, i think yeah i thought the 16th or something you like want to go see it yeah i want to see it i don't know midnight release seeing it but oh but why not because i don't know if i work first godzilla movie in how long uh 14 years 15 years yeah i think i think that's worthy of and one seeing. that actually would be worth seeing probably not roland emmerich's disaster yeah i mean it hasn't had any ratings yet but yeah just judging by the how much production has gone into this mm-hmm. and how well they're marketing it and it's actually made by japanese people again yeah 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 and that's 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 how that's the secret to success yes, is I letting think. the people who made the franchise make it yeah i think so uh let's see godzilla comes out on may 16th yeah that is, is friday we, although yeah. i guess it'd be thursday night if you want to do the midnight premiere thing. yeah i don't know we'll see how work schedules go what was the last midnight premiere that we went to uh the last one i can think of was oh god what was it uh, it wasn't Pacific Rim, was it? No. No, there was something after that, I thought. I didn't go to the, we didn't go to the Midnight of Pacific Rim. We went to a later one, though. But we did? Yeah. It had been that out for a tiny bit. It had been out, I think, for a week. Oh, yeah. Um. I don't know about a week. I thought it was, like, the day after. And so you went and saw Iron Man 3 opening night. Andrew and I didn't, because we were at Trap uh, State Convention. Yep. Um, we went and saw Star Trek opening weekend. Dang. On technically Thursday night, or, uh, Friday night. Or no, it was a Thursday night because it got released a day early. Yeah, there's um, actually um, there's a new trailer for Godzilla. Do you want to? The Asian one? Uh, it's not it's not Asian. I don't. There's think. There's yet another one then. Well, yeah. I mean, well, they're that, that's the way they're doing it. They're releasing all these tiny clips and yeah. just they're the Asian, doing it. Have you seen the Asian trailer? No, Godzilla. It's actually it's remixed very differently than the American ones. Yeah, it focuses a lot more on the other monsters other than Godzilla. That's what they do with things when they release them in Asia, though. Like this is something that I've. Uh, seen when they when an album is released mm-hmm. like they did this for daft punk when they do a they do a japanese release yeah and usually when they do that they add one or two extra songs mm. to it and the reason they do that is because of how much cds cost in japan oh yeah so they're making it worthwhile yeah it's a cost justification thing right. but uh anyway here's the new godzilla trailer if uh, it's the audio element i think is really they important evacuated us so quickly this is brian Cranston being dramatic have a picture of her gonna be gone for a few days right you are gonna come back to me it's not the end of the world nature has an order a power to restore balance (laughs) (laughs) it would be that wouldn't it that is although i will admit that trailer does have the clearest shot of godzilla i've seen out of any of them oh yeah and i think they're i think that is okay yeah showing the monster See, I kind of liked the fact that they showed as little as possible of Godzilla for so long. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, the first two trailers, you see nothing other than, you know, shadow of his figure or his spine coming up out of the ocean. And then, yeah. you know, the end of, I think, the third trailer was, it shows him roaring for like half a second. And yeah. then it cuts to the 
thing. I think that's kind of cool because it builds that suspense. Yeah, that's fine because you actually get to see the dude and then you go, wow, I really want to see that but you don't smash s- this. Yeah, but you don't see enough of it to, you know, ruin the picture. Or, you know, no, ruin not everything. at all. I mean, they, they aren't they aren't overspoiling it and they aren't hiding everything. No. They're not doing they're not doing a Star Trek into darkness on us. Yeah, which they kind of did and kind of didn't hide things. If you were paid attention close enough to the trailers, you could figure out most of the did stuff. they reveal the whole? Uh, this is spoilers for this movie. It, it's been long haven't. enough. You think so? I think most people have seen it or had it spoiled. Now, the statue limitations, though, it's kind of yeah. But most, but movies like that have been pr- pretty much revealed. Okay, so uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's con, blah blah blah. Yeah, people suspect that for a long time. Yeah, and, but so you're saying that in the trailers that they put out there. It was kind of already revealed that well, uh, I'm con, but I'm not explicitly saying it, but I am, but I'm not. Pretty much. Based History. on if nothing else on the whole little hand on the glass thing, the whole live long and prosper death scene. Yeah. Um, which is a total rehash from Wrath of Khan scene, yeah, the, obviously. Yeah, the hand on the door thing. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And so if they're throwing that in and Benedict Cumberbatch is this as yet unnamed villain. Mm-hmm. Then kind of stands to reason. Who who else is it going to be? Yeah, exactly. They made it really obvious. Hi, my name is J.J. Abrams, and David Lindelhoff is my best friend, and he helped me write this script. That's not what he sounds like. Um, What does he sound like? I don't know. I don't know, but from now on, this is J.J. Abrams, and this is Damon Lindelhoff. Speaking of Abrams, did you see the photo of the whole cast or the cast of the new Star Wars sitting around? Yeah, I don't know who any of those people are. I know four of them. Yeah, I was say the original cast and J.J. Abrams. There was one. Wait, there's one guy in there. He's supposed to be the lead. He's the black guy. I don't remember his name, but I really liked him in Attack the Block. Did you ever watch that? I haven't. No. Okay, you should watch it. Okay. Um, it's it's a nice little independent movie from Britain. But Nick Frost is in it, so it's got a big name attached to it. Okay. Really well done special effects. And uh, the kid who plays Moses is this lead guy mm. in the new Star Wars movie. I'm not exactly sure what his role is supposed to be. Yeah, they haven't movie. released character names or roles yet. They just released who's in it. Yeah, but he was good as Moses in Attack the Block. So if yeah. you get a chance, uh, if you want to see an idea of what he can do, mm-hmm. but isn't necessarily limited to, yeah. because they obviously picked him for the new Star Wars for a reason, go and find you Attack so? the Block. Yeah. It's probably on Netflix. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure. I do that. kind of like how with this new cast, I'm a little more optimistic than I was before. Still not super optimistic, but I have a little more optimism because it's not all the original cast and all 20-something nobodies, yeah. which is initially what people thought it, it was all going to be, which, to be fair, there are some of those. Yeah, I don't. Well, uh, what should I Google to find this picture? Uh, again? Just, it's on IMDb. Oh, yeah, I guess I could do that. Um, <laughs> but then they also throw are in. Are they just you know, calling it Star Wars 7 or have they episodes, attached They haven't it? attached a subline yet. It doesn't say colon anything. No. Uh, leaked Disney's. No, that's not it. Um, um, but, Star Wars uh, 7. Wait, what? What? <laughs> Star, uh, I'm seeing. Apparently, Conan O'Brien made something called Star Wars Episode Seven: A Cautiously Optimistic Hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, oh, apparently that was just the name of one of his episodes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what were you saying? Um, they also threw in, obviously, you know, the original cast guys with, you know, uh, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford, the guy who played Chewbacca, Kenny Baker, Peter Anthony Mayhew. Daniels. Peter Mayhew. That guy. I think everybody is starting to learn his name now, yeah. and I think that's great because he keeps doing a whole bunch of AMAs on Reddit, trying mm-hmm. to like, "Hey, I'm just, I'm not just a guy in a fursuit. suit. I have acting ability." <laughs> his, but his thing was like, <laughs> 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 "Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, that's not that's not just his thing. <laughs> he can do other things. But no, of course that's what he's going to be known as. Oh yeah. And okay, and, Star Wars. Hopefully the site. And when his down. picture is him wearing a Chewbacca shirt. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he embraces that. Oh, yeah. he is Chewbacca completely. Oh yeah. And that's that's what's amazing about him. I'm looking at a picture that does not have the nice labels on it that oh. I saw before. I thought I saw one. Yeah, what with that? a bunch of labels. Anyways, maybe arrows. Disney's like, no, you can't tell people. No, I don't. You can't know who these people are. We got to keep everything vague. Yeah, like because Disney hates that if, kind of stuff. What if Khan is in this movie? Huh? <laughs> I love how in this picture though they have R two D two sitting in a cardboard box yeah. in the back of the room. That's pretty great. Well, Kenny Baker's finally coming out of storage. Who? The guy he, who was he in. Was, he was the guy. He's the guy R2? in R two. Yeah. Okay. Is the guy who does who did C three PO's voice is still alive? Yeah, Anthony Daniels. Lucky him. I know, and he's gonna be in it too. I mean, he's just. Uh, it sucks that. Um, uh, well, here, here's an interesting question to pose. Would you rather uh, be the one guy who does the one voice that everybody loves and everybody knows you because of it? Or would you rather be someone who's a bit more obscure? You may not necessarily know who he is, but he like does a bunch of cartoon voices and has a wide range. Which I'd, would you rather pick? I'd rather be the one recognized voice. Yeah. Probably. I would, I would hate that. I, part of me would hate it, too, because every time you're anywhere, people are like, hey, could you do that voice? Yep. That's exactly the reason I was thinking. And th- But th- you simply really respond to him, no, in that voice. <laughs> <laughs> he, sa- he says no as C-3PO He's and like, then just walks away. Oh, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever believe you. And then he just walks away. That'd be great. Yeah. I would rather be the guy with the wide range of voices. Because but then if anybody knows that you do that, they're going to want you to do all of them. And I'm I'm okay with that. I just don't want to be limited to one. You but know? then with your self... Um, uh, Ego? No, not... I'm what? trying to think of the word for it. Uh, basically, you're... Uh, basically plugging Thinking. yourself into everything and, you know, of... Uh, God, I can't think of words. Wide range of projects? No, um... Basically, your self-promotion. Okay. Um, You know, you would let everybody know, hey, I'm doing all, I do all these voices. And then everybody would know, and then everybody would want you to do all of them. Whatever, man. So would you rather do one voice for five minutes or 20 voices for a minute each? Uh, Yeah, the 20 voices. Okay. That's just, that's just more supreme talent, I think. I mean, I hate Seth MacFarlane because of it, (laughs) because, uh, you know, I don't know really, I don't know if I should hate him. Because he did help bring back Cosmos, but yeah. I, I, w- I want to focus more on the voices that he does and the, the stuff he actually, the work he actually does, not just spends people who's spending his money. Yeah, because um, more more on like the voices that he does, though, mm-hmm. he just pulls those out of thin air. Pretty much, really, he just makes up a voice and goes with it. That's a little bit more difficult for me. Mm-hmm. I usually have to have some sort of formula. Some sort of basis. Bi- yeah. I got to have, uh, like, if you tell me to do, like, a mixture of uh, Peter Griffin and Darth Vader or something, I'll try it. It may come out <laughs> like garbage, but at least I have something to work with. Yeah. You know? I, but he can just make up voices out of nowhere, and that seems to be what a lot of voice acting uh, is. talent scouts. Yeah, they just yeah. they ask you uh, do your old man voice, and then you have to make up an old man voice and do it. But it can get way more specific than right. just doing an old man voice. You could do mm. like a an angsty teenager who has an addiction to caffeine. That might be something that they ask yeah. for. And how how would I? What do I do for that? I don't know. I mean, there you could you could do the broken teenager voice, 
There's a guy like this. But he's got to talk really fast if he's addicted to caffeine. So you got to be kind of like Rain Man with a squeaky voice. (laughs) Rain Man with a squeaky voice. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) Should I even try this? (laughs) Go for it. Okay. um, uh, Quantum Tower crashed. (laughs) Oh, wait. uh, uh, Quantus. Quantus, Quantus never crash. Quantus. That sounds like you're doing Michael Sarah doing. Michael Sarah doesn't sound like Michael Sarah. No, I know. But it's like SNL's impersonation of Michael Sarah (laughs) doing um, an impression of Dustin Hoffman. Who impersonates Michael Sarah? Oh, I forget, but I've obviously been watching a lot more of the um, slightly older episodes, and they have one where they do Michael Sarah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Let me guess. It was. it, it was Andy Samberg impersonating him. No, actually, it was not Samberg. Really? Really? Oh, actually, well, he does Zuckerberg. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he, he does, does that. Zuckerberg, he does... which at the same time is Jesse Eisenberg, which yeah. I love. That's just like that's the best kind of impression that works across multiple people. Mm-hmm. I think. But speaking of SNL, I did something yesterday. I watched Coneheads yesterday. Okay, yeah. Did you have you seen that? Before? I've seen part of it. It is. It it's is silly. So, it's so silly, but it might be the second best thing Dan Aykroyd has ever done, uh, next to Ghostbusters. Mostly, mostly because of um, the way that he looks in sped up footage is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because that's the that's the way that they did most of Coneheads is uh, they give him the lines and then they do the walks and then the talking at normal speeds, but then they speed it up by maybe like point five or something like that just, or point two five. Probably not. No, probably not that much. Maybe yeah. just a little bit. Like yeah, barely even. It, like it looks like he could actually be speed walking, but if you watch close enough you can definitely tell it's sped up footage so maybe like maybe 1.2 times yeah not that much but just the the way that the conehead characters walk and how they describe things Mm -hmm. that that killed me that was great (laughs) yeah uh but oh man it was definitely a cash grab movie though my dad was pointing out every single snl cast member that was in (laughs) that movie and there was so many of them you had Chris Farley, you had David Spade, Adam Sandler. It just kept on going. Right. And even though Adam Sandler was only in it for maybe a minute, it still, it still got minus points for that. Yeah. He looks like a parody of one of his own movies now. Something has gone horribly wrong with him. Yeah. And I don't think we can ever save that poor man's soul. I don't think we should bother trying. No, you should just let him descend into this uh, uh, horrible self-parody of a life that he's built for himself. Pretty much. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, it it would be kind of fun to watch on the sidelines, but there's no way I'm going to be buying a bucket of popcorn and watching that. No, definitely not. I want to – what was that – uh, he made Jack and Jill, and everybody hated that, right? Yeah, that's amongst others that he's made that everybody hates. Uh, man. The, and he, he used to be hailed, really. I never like, liked him. Never did? No. Not, not I've even, only seen one movie with him that I thought was halfway decent. Was it um, uh, uh, Meet the Parents? No? That, was, that wasn't actually his movie, though. That wasn't him. That was... I De Niro was, was in it. De Niro. I thought that was Ben Stiller. Wait, uh, oh, yeah, God, I confuse those guys. <laughs> I've said this before. This was like yes. a long time ago, but I confuse Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler. All the time. Yes. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, Ben Stiller's got the way cooler hair and better career, but yeah. uh, but why? I feel I should apologize to him. <laughs> like, if I ever meet him. Not uh, to Adam Sandler, but to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, if I ever meet Ben Stiller, I'm just going to be like, 
I love your work, and I'm really sorry for constantly confusing you with Ben Stiller. Like, that's just a... I mean... Oh, wait. God, I just did it again. <laughs> with Adam Sandler. I'm so sorry for confusing him with, with you with Adam Sandler. That's just... Uh, an irreversible mistake yeah i'm i'm terribly sorry and then he'd be like hey no problem want a beer and then that's that's how it would happen in my head mm-hmm. it's like it reminds me of this photo i saw somebody uh it was a posting somebody did of like they took a they saw like mark Wahlberg walking down the street like oh hey matt damon can i take a photo with you he stops smiles and takes a photo with him <laughs> matt damon they thought Marky Mark was Matt Damon. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, I can see that possibly it totally happen. I mean, uh, are they in movies together? The Departed's the only one I can think of. D- yeah, I, I want to see them in something maybe a little bit more silly. Yeah, you know. Wait, 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 wait. Wasn't there a movie where Matt Damon was stuck to somebody? Like he was a conjoined twin. I don't know. And that's what the whole movie was about. Hold on, I think it was called Stuck on You. <laughs> No, I'm serious. I know. That might be... Um, that does sound like a title from a film in the 90s. Stuck on You from 2003. Oh, wow. It's actually um, Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear. Okay. They're the guys who are stuck together. Okay. So, never mind. Apparently, <laughs> Greg Kinnear looks like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was my big mistake of the day. Yeah. Did you have any mistakes today? Uh, I haven't counted, so... That's good. You shouldn't count them because that's gonna just put too much weight on your. Conscience. A lot of depressingness. Yeah, I wanna I wanna call somebody out actually. Mm-hmm. Um, not not necessarily a person, but I guess more of an entity. I guess. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm more comfortable with it calling with calling it an entity because that means nobody can directly come up to me and punch me in the face. So <laughs> we can all do it collectively, though. I'll just yeah, I'll just go from there. So I want to tell the story of my junior writing portfolio. <laughs> it's uh so for those of you who are not a student of this fine institution or have failed to realize that there is such a thing yeah you, you should probably google that if you yeah. are part of this school and you don't know what it is uh learn about it beforehand because this is important <laughs> stuff yeah we found out the semi-hard way so what you have to do in your junior year is you have to fill out something called a junior writing portfolio and it consists of two parts which you can complete at in any order. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The first part is a timed write where you are given a prompt and two hours of time and you write an essay and turn it in and then you're done. Kind of like the SAT or the Wassel. Yep. Uh, which they're not calling it the Wassel. I know, but it's still um, the Wassel. It's just, it's a wa- It's the Wassel with a different name. It's like the, it's um, NMSQT or something. Wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, uh, that's the middle school one. Oh, shoot. Um, it's like the HSPE. Yes, that's it. Um, the or whatever until they, they changed it. again. Yeah, exactly. Because you know you got to have variety in your standardized tests, otherwise they could get boring. I mean, yeah. God forbid if they got boring. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so the other half of the writing portfolio that you have to do is uh, called the writing packet, where you have to take three pieces of work from three different classes, and you have to get signatures from all three of the professors that graded them, and then turn them into the writing center. It's super boring. And unnecessary because uh, they just want you to spend the fifty cents or so to print off all these pieces of paper, which I'll get to in a, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, so my first issue was that I missed all the timed rights. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do the. Time- or you thought you missed all the time rights. We'll get to we'll that get to in that. a bit too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there, I wanted to do the time writing section first because the packet part seemed just really long and complicated, and I didn't want to go through all that paperwork and bureaucracy. Uh, turns out, when I looked at the times for the timed rights, I had missed all of them. 
So I had no other option except if I wanted to take a little puddle jumper over to Pullman and take the writing (laughs) test there, which was a legitimate plan that I had for maybe 20 minutes. We we definitely planned all that out. We we were looking up plane ticket prices. Yeah, and then comparing it to driving gas prices, etc. It was uh it was a it would have been an interesting venture, but uh thankfully that wasn't necessary because I decided to go ahead and do the packet. Anyway, I figured, you know, just get the big thing out of the way. It shouldn't be any problem. I had one paper that I had to uh get a email of approval from from Clark because, you know, he didn't go here and there was no way I was going to get that dude's signature. I have no idea. Where he is? I got an email back from him, so that was awesome. Then I had two more papers to get signed. Uh, got one for my economics professor. That was no problem. Uh, then came the paper for my MIS professor. Um, uh, he told me on Wednesday that all I had to do was bring in the paperwork on Friday, and he'd sign it, and it would be done with. I bring the cover sheet in today for him to sign, and he says I need to print out the paper before he can sign it internally i'm thinking well that's bs because i turned it into you electronic electronically you've read this already why should i have to do this uh they need physical copies for the writing portfolio whatever i don't i just don't care i know i'm calling people out we're not using logic here. so it's pullman's fault uh it is yeah because they require that it's paper oh okay sure I'm even more comfortable with calling them out for this yeah. because they're all the way over there. What are they going to do to me here? Yeah. Uh, so I go to the library to go and print this off this last paper. Turns out that they've completely changed the way that you have to print things. You have to get this magical printing card and put money on it in order to print pages for five cents a page, which I think is just the That's best just way. That's just black and white. Yeah. Oh, wait, did, how much is color? Do you know? 40 cents a page. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. The environment in my wallet, they're just like... Ugh. That's why printing in class is so nice because they don't charge you for if you're in class. Uh, well, you have classes that have printers, exactly. so you're just lucky. I don't, ha- I don't have that wonderful luxury. Or actually, I think if you go into the engineering um, building, uh, the engineering lab upstairs in the engineering science building. Yeah? Uh, the old one, not the new one. Oh, um, okay, uh, now I'm thoroughly confused, but continue. Okay, the old um, science building, uh-huh. not the newest one. Anyways, the upstairs, there's a uh, computer engineering computer lab. Okay. And they have printers. You have to bring your own paper, but it's I think it's free to print. Uh, well, I got paper. Exactly. I'm kind of using it to uh, as a stand for one of my monitors, but... Uh, <laughs> you can bring in a couple of pages. I can take it a few sheets. I mean, and then... Yeah. Can, and it, and it, I think and as long as you bring print. a paper, yeah, you can print it off in there. Well, that's awful nice of them. Yeah. Although, I'd, if I were a professor there, I'd be putting paper in for people. Yeah. You know, it seems to be a fairly well-guarded secret, which... Uh, oh, whoops, we're on the air. Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> we just kind of let that cat out of the bag, didn't we? Oh, well. Oopsie. But, this is uh, our thing trying to help you people save money. <laughs> we're trying, but at the same time, we're also swarming other departments with people looking for free printery. We're fighting the system. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking it to the man. So I go to the library to print off this paper, and I need this magical card. I do not have one, so I have to borrow a card from you someone else. You know, you can just else. go to the front that library desk and ask for one. Uh, oh, in the library? Yeah. Oh, I did That's not. That's where you get them from it. Oh, I thought I was going to have to go all the way to, like, the student center or something. No. Oh, jeez. I was definitely not going to do that. That would have been horrible. I can't imagine walking that far. It's just an atrocity. Uh, so I print off the paper, and I go to try and find this professor, and his room number is uh, something like uh, Building C Room uh, 307K. 
and I uh, find him on the directory. It says, hey, look, uh, there's his name on the website. I'll just go find that uh, room building and number. And I go up to that floor, and there's uh, the list of all the rooms, and it's got like A through D and E through F and then maybe uh, J, K, and then like L through N. I had to remember where K was. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the hard part about improv is trying to recite the entire alphabet in your head while you're talking. Yeah. you have any idea how hard that is? That's crazy hard, yo. <laughs> but anyway, it uh, turns out that his room doesn't exist, and I'm basically a muggle trying to find Platform 9 and 3 quarters. This guy uh, walks out of the room, and he says, you looking for something, Sonny Boy? He doesn't say that, but, you yeah, know, he might that's as well. basically what. He might as well have been because to him I'm probably some sort of dirty hippie. And uh, <laughs> Hawaiian shorts and tall socks. And... I mean, well, they're not that. I didn't pull them up. Not the Hawaiian shorts. Hawaiian shirt shorts. Hawaiian socks. <laughs> yeah. No, I was saying Hawaiian shorts, but. <laughs> My Hawaiian socks are made out of pure hula grass. That's, I think. That'd that's... be itchy. Eh, not if you do it right. That's true. There's, like, hemp shirts, aren't there? Yeah, but that's just basically hemp being stretched out into basically a cotton substitute and then woven into a shirt. I don't know. You're not taking there's... leaves of grass and weaving them into a basket and putting actually, them on your chest. Actually, you know what? I think Hawaiian socks might actually be just a mini hula scoot skirt for your ankles and you just walk around barefoot. <laughs> I'm sure that's a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. You ever seen Joe versus the Volcano? Nope. Well, I think I'm pretty sure that's something that they wear in there. But okay. Tom Hanks is in that movie. Okay. It's very not well known, but I, I love it a lot. And we have it on DVD. Uh, it's DVD. Great. DVD. Yeah. But anyway, uh, guy's room doesn't exist, right? So <laughs> we're getting so off topic. <laughs> uh, so I get told that it's all the way over in another building. Go find the building. Finally get my signature. Walk over to the writing assessment center. Hand the packet to the lady. And she's looking through the papers, and she said, and she looks at my MIS paper, and she says, "Is this a new copy?" And I look at her kind of sideways, and I say, "Yes." And she <laughs> says, "Well, if this is a fresh copy, you have to have the papers initialed by the professor on some of the pages." <laughs> and internally, my heart is just being absolutely squashed from the weight of the student handbook of bureaucracy just pressing down on it i'm pretty sure that's like how they killed saint peter or something it's just like that and uh but she but and so there's a couple seconds of silence there and then she goes but i'm gonna go ahead and overlook this because i don't want to keep you on a registration hold just on a technicality but be sure to tell your friends about it and I said, okay, I'll spread the word. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm fulfilling my bureaucracy contract here. If you're doing your writing portfolio and you have a fresh copy of the paper, get initials from your professor because uh, you don't want to suffer the same heartbreak that I went through. It was very it was very bad. Mm-hmm. Hooray! <laughs> Sounds like fun. That was my day, and I'm going to go home and burn off all this stress with films and probably ice cream. I'm going to buy myself some ice cream. Mm-hmm. Have to work. Um, well, I'll see you there. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Buying ice cream, like, immediately after? Yeah, 3.30. Darn. Yeah. You better run. Actually, well, I'm not going directly there either. I'm going to stay behind here and study for my MIS final. Fun. Actually. We get an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper to write on. That's nice. So, I think we get, like, think like four pieces of notebook paper from my mechanics and materials class. Wow. I know. Really? Yeah. Or two you pages have, front and back. Do you have that many material... Uh, uh, mater- Equations? Blah, blah, blah. Yes. There's quite a few equations. You can probably fill up most of a page per midterm is what we were doing. Wow. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of this pro tip for if you get a cheat sheet? What you do is you write all your no- notes as tiny as possible, mm-hmm. normal pen, then 
flip the paper upside down, take out a different colored pen, like blue or something, and then start writing over the stuff you've already written. Oh, that's just too confusing. No, it's it's different colors. I know, but still. And then a red pen, and you turn the paper sideways, like portrait. Mm. I, I I mean landscape, because brain can't do it. And then you write it out all in red, and then you flip that upside down, and then you write more notes in green. Huh? It would be the first practical application of one of those multicolored pens. Yeah. Or uh, uh, you might have to bring in some of those glasses from National Treasure yeah. in order to make that a legitimate <laughs> method of studying. In quotes, studying. I yes. did air quotes. But uh, <laughs> it would t- – I don't know. I wanted, I think I might try it for this class, but it may not be necessary because of how – it's organized. It's pre- it's pretty much just question recycling, mm-hmm. and I know what the uh, long answer questions are because I went to an extra credit session and he told us what the questions were. Nice. So I think I'm okay in there. I just don't want. I just don't want to write this paper that I got coming yeah. up. It's gonna be so fun. Yeah. And I I can't wait for the. Uh, can we can we announce um, a amping K ip tray? For oh, no reason. Yeah, that works. Okay, good. I'm glad we can I'm do like, Okay, yeah. Pig Latin, we can do Pig Latin in the store. Secret codes. I mean I, I can't speak it very well. I can understand it. I can't speak it really. You uh well, the, the thing about Pig Latin is you can do it uh really slowly and mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Or you, you know? could just do it even one sided and people would still be super confused. Yeah, pretty much. I love Pig Latin, really. I, I, I think it doesn't get used often enough, especially in the workplace. I think it would just it would just add a certain entertainment value to uh, the customers. Mm. I think they 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 they'd, they'd enjoy that. Some would. Um, but we're we're going on a camping trip. Uh, uh you figured out where? I think we're no? staying at the KOA. We're going we're going to a KOA like uh, kind of. Four Stevens. Yeah. So meaning it's it's not going to be just us though. No. Andrew and Jared and Ben are all coming Entries. down. Yes. Oh, oh, she's coming? She's coming. Okay, I must have missed that text because my phone has absolutely <laughs> been it, – it's like imploding from the amount of text <laughs> messages. I'm, we're all doing this via a massive group text. Yeah, pretty which, much. It, which Therese isn't a part of. But she's of. jumping on my phone every now and then. Oh, okay. It's probably a good idea that she does isn't part of the group text actually because with the condition that her phone is currently in (laughs) i don't think it would really hold up that much it would just go no (laughs) just no i quit now yeah this is it it it, it vibrates more than five times and then the screen just flops (laughs) out on the keyboard yeah it's just sitting there just constantly vibrating do you know how long she's had that phone for uh i don't know an impressive amount of time I it's imagine. pretty long i think longer than i could probably hold on to any cell yeah. phone i mean i think the one i have now which is over here um i think it's past two years and uh the condition of it is definitely starting to show around the edges and i'm considering not bad shape for two years old it's not too bad really but it would be a lot better if it was in a case yeah uh which uh, i of course completely abandoned that uh, taking faith in the construction of our technological products now, and I've been very, uh, very impressed. Yeah, actually, um, not, I so far I don't think really a single scratch on the screen. Gorilla Glass has really improved over the length of time that it's existed, which hasn't been that long. I don't think like two years, but. New phone I'm looking at is a Nexus Five. Right. It looks pretty, and I want it. Like now, in my pocket, please. Thanks. Mm. It's like 350 bucks. That's not bad. It's not too bad. Um, 
I've been looking at a couple reviews. Um, people complain about the camera a lot. That's a little concerning to me, but I don't know how much it actually matters because I don't actually take that many pictures. You know, it's just kind of, it's kind of, I, I just go through looking at things, go through life looking at things and never really take pictures of them. It's, re- it's really yeah. strange to me. I really don't have that many photos either. And But I'm also thinking at the same time, if I do get a new phone, should I s- just get my own phone plan to go with it? I'm hmm. wondering if I can afford it. Yeah, it depends because you're going to want unlimited data probably. I'm probably going to want it, but I, on a, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I honestly don't know if I need it. Now, hear me out because uh, <laughs> this is based on... That statement is based on current data usage that I'm uh, expending on my current cell phone. Okay. Our family shares a, uh, I believe, a 10 gigabyte data plan or something like that. But uh, I think it works out to everyone in my family except for my dad because he's got a phone contract through work, gets about two gigs of data. And I set a warning for myself at two gigs. And probably in the entire time that I've been on this data plan, I've only ever hit that warning about six times. So you mostly write off Wi-Fi's? Uh, yeah, mostly Wi-Fi. And uh, the biggest usages that I have on like cell networks is probably Reddit and maybe downloading a couple podcasts. Yeah. But podcast is like a one-time download and then i don't need to download anything else you know because that, right. that's an hour of entertainment for like 50 megabytes of data mm-hmm. and i don't think that that it's that much i think that's a pretty good sacrifice and no, nobody in my and what would happen is if we got to 60 percent of our 10 gigabit uh gigabit gigabyte, gigabyte we Big gotta difference. specify <laughs> Jeez, man i'm this is like my thing here uh we have we would get a text message at about 60 percent 80% and 100%. And mm. at 100%, you start getting charged more. We've never gotten text messages for even the 60%. Mm. So, you know, maybe I'd be willing to pay less, you know? It, yeah. it, I could live off of that, certainly. But if I could get unlimited data for cheap, I would absolutely abuse it. Mm. Like, I would I would use it so that's much. that's what I think. If, if you didn't have to limit yourself, you would go crazy. My possibilities would be endless. I'd probably be carrying a Minecraft server around with me in my pocket. Yeah, assuming your battery would support it. <laughs> uh, well, there's external battery packs. That's true. I've got one. I'm looking into getting another one that's a little bit thinner, though. I actually, I don't know if they make them for the Galaxies, but uh, I know they make them for the iPhone. They're those cases that have the battery pack built into oh, the yeah. case. Isn't that called a Mophie? Uh, I don't know if that's the name of it or what, but uh, I've actually seriously considered looking into one because I think they can, uh, your battery can be, I think, at 10%. You flick it on, it can boost back up to like 75% or something like that. Wow. Oh, wait. So you, um, okay, so you turn on the battery that's in the case when you want to? Yeah. Oh, okay. I and like that better. Yeah. So you just, you flick it off and you, know, you leave it in the off position. You plug it in like you'd be charging your phone up. It charges the battery and your phone. Nice. And then when your battery gets low, you can turn that on and you extend your battery life. That yeah, it is it is called a Mophie, and um, it seems to have evolved a little bit since I last looked at this thing. Because I remember looking at this maybe a year and a half ago and remembering that there was like this big old thing that would stick out of the bottom of the phone. Yeah, they really don't add too much extra length to it. It's not that bad. I mean, if I, they you, add a little thickness and a little length to it, but other than that, not much. If you add that case to the iPhone, it might 
equal the size of my phone, which is a Galaxy S3. Because, well, yeah, I mean, I got an iPhone 5 comparatively. They're about the same thickness or a little thinner. Uh, Yeah, well, it's, it's tough to tell because that one's like all curvy. Oh, mine's a little thicker. A little bit, but not much. But I think with the case on, it would be a little bit overall a little bit thicker and yeah, probably I, about the same length, if not a little not, longer. But I can't really find a good side shot of it. But Yeah, but no, I've actually seriously considered getting one. That might be a good investment. Um, if How long are you planning on keeping that phone or do you want a new one? Uh, well, I'm going to keep it through the obviously through the two years. How and far the, in are you in that? Uh, coming up on a year now, I think, or about it'll be a year in October. Okay, so about six months or so. I've had it. Uh, I mean, I like it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't see really any point to moving up that fast. Yeah. Unless I absolutely need to. What version is it again? Five, just base five. Oh, then yeah. I mean, you what? You get a fingerprint scanner, and then yeah. what else? Five. I don't see the point in the five S. I mean, some they have some supposedly some better technology, but it's a mystery, and they aren't going to tell it, you. Just it's wait. A, it's a fugazi, fugazi. It's, it's a woozy. A- it's a wazi. <laughs> fairy tales. Yeah, I can't do that dust. whistle it's that a- he did. Oh, fairy dust. Yeah, it's fairy dust. Duh. I should. I should. Not on the that. elemental chart. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real. It's, I cut out a word there. Yes, but I had to keep it clean. It is. A, it is a fugazi. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm I should really learned that phrase <laughs> I, that's my favorite part of the movies and matthew mcconaughey yeah it. It, it is probably the best scene but before we uh before we get off on a tangent on uh, <laughs> matthew mcconaughey i think we should uh make sure that our brand new segment uh continues to endure and i did make an intro for it when you're mad at the world you keep all the anger inside you until it festers into a mental illness i'm as bad as hell and i'm not gonna take this anymore no, you unleash it all on the internet, of course. This is therapy. The doctor is in. Hello, I am your doctor. This, uh, <laughs> what? Nothing, the doctor's in thing just kind of got me. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I'm going for here. This, uh, this therapy session is brought to you by Donald Sterling. I think a valuable <laughs> skill for a person to have is the ability to let things go. If you're six years old and you want to pull the five-pound bag of M&Ms off the shelf in the grocery store and drag it home with you so you can pour the whole bag into your face as fast as possible, your mom is most likely going to deny you that dream because she knows that all can't... That... Let me start again. Your mom is most certainly going to deny you that dream because she knows that all that candy-coated goodness is going to turn you into a major pain in the ass, and she only has enough boxed wine to allow her to cope with your normal energy levels. Adult juice box. Yep, exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. So she says no, you sulk for five minutes, but beyond that, you completely forget that the incident ever happened, and you move on to crawling inside of a cardboard box and pushing yourself down the stairs. Unfortunately, one of the things that America can't seem to let go of is racism. We never seem to have a shortage of it, and it's just a real shame that we can't move on. So what do we do while we pointlessly wait for racism to end in America, because it probably won't happen anyway? We wait for the bigots to make themselves known, and we humiliate and mock them until their inbred, genetically stunted brains go into overload, and spontaneously shut down from the pure justice we're lobbing their way. Enter Donald Sterling, soon to be ex-owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. This 80-year-old aspiring plantation owner, who isn't afraid to show off his Cretaceous-era cache of corrupted chromosomes, was recently outed by the entire NBA as a racist douchebag after audio recordings of him arguing with his girlfriend were leaked to TMZ. In these recordings, Sterling expresses his hate for all colors that aren't white by getting mad at his girlfriend for posting a picture of her with Magic Johnson on her Instagram account. 
Listening to the recording, it's very obvious that this stupid and confused old bigot probably shouldn't be alive anymore, let alone be in charge of an entire basketball team, especially when he says things like, quote, it bothers me a lot that you want to broadcast that you're associating with black people. Do you have to? End quote. But wait, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the hate train doesn't stop there. Choo-choo. He continues with numerous other statements, including but not limited to, quote, I'm just saying in your lousy effing Instagrams, I don't, you don't have to have yourself walking with black people. End quote. I'll tell you right now, if there's anyone who probably shouldn't be in charge of any major decisions, it would probably be someone so out of touch with reality that they call Instagram Instagrams. Obviously, the Clippers need to be taken out of this man's possession, Prato. Well, the good news is, is that this is probably going to happen very soon. Apparently, many people want either a piece or the entirety of the team, ranging from Oprah Winfrey to Matt Damon. And Sterling's sweet, sweet descent... So Oprah's going to buy it. Because nobody can out Oprah. Nobody can outbid Oprah. No, not really. And I think it would be just a great movement <laughs> to go from a racist old white guy to a really rich black lady. I yeah. think that would be a perfect move. And Sterling's sweet, sweet descent into non-important obscurity doesn't stop there. He's also been banned from all future NBA events, and he will no longer be given a Lifetime Achievement Award that he was scheduled to receive from the NAACP. Nice. In related news, this racist colostomy bag of a human being managed to get nominated for a Lifetime Achievement Award. That has to make you wonder a little bit about the screening process that's applied to that award, especially if you consider that this isn't the first time that he's been accused of being a racist. Sterling has previously faced federal charges for civil rights violations in his other business ventures, which all ended in multi-million do dollar settlements. In other words, he said even more racist things at his trial and just upended his piggy bank to get it over with. At the very least, organizations like the NAACP should be googling potential nominees, you know, <laughs> just to make sure that they don't represent everything that the organization is against. Since we do live in America, racism may never truly go away, but at least whenever any semi-important figure decides to show their true colors, get it, they get to be publicly chastised by people like us, which I believe is the best way that we can cure racism together. <laughs> Thank you for joining Therapy. I've been your doctor. I'll see you next week. Boy, that was very helpful, Mr. Therapist. Thank you. And Oh, he's gone. He's... He left the room. That was that was quite informative, I do believe. Yeah, uh, Donald Sterling's a douchebag. Yeah, pretty much. And we can say that on the air. And do you hear <laughs> uh, this different interview that the paparazzi had with, like, I think, the girlfriend or something or other the other day? She apparently oh, let's keep the music going, actually. Apparently, she's, like, this super nut job, too. Oh, is she going crazy? Uh, well, apparently, I think she's the one that was, like, had this, you know, the, basically, she, like, she's wearing this super metallic weird look at sun visor thing over her face oh yeah i saw that it's like she's trying to be a groupie for daft Punk i know exactly and then she's saying weird things like how she you know she's i'm gonna be the next i'm gonna be the president I of the want united to be the very best oh apparently like, no. she, oh. she was saying that someday she's gonna be the president of the united states and something about several liberties and, and it's just it doesn't make any sense this have the stuff she says because it has absolutely punk is now president because <laughs> what she says they don't the following sentences don't follow the previous sentence she says something and then she starts another sentence which has a completely different topic and then starts another sentence that has a completely different topic beyond that oh god where's the um 
is that a uh do you know where that article was hosted i don't know but i heard it on the i just somebody was playing the sound uh the audio thing on the radio oh she, oh so this was her like talking publicly to this was the her press or something it was like some paparazzi people were taking pictures and talking to her you know and oh then God. and then she started saying this different other stuff i just i can't believe how racist america is still yeah like can it be done now probably like, not you're always gonna have somebody that hates somebody else have i've i haven't heard anything about any other countries really having this much of a problem with racism especially with people in positions of power like yeah i don't can know you, can you think of any i i don't know but, but i don't really know think i'm of some because, please think of some examples we can't be the only ones i don't want to be the only ones because i don't want to be part of a country that keeps electing racists to positions where they have influence over people they shouldn't have that responsibility they should be outcast to um uh didn't i have like an island that i invented i think so in some previous session but i, I don't know just uh send them oh elmer's island yeah right so they can sniff glue all day that was it yeah <laughs> god just oh man i mean sean connery is not you know racist but it's kind of he's, he's a wife beater he's very sexist yeah um, which is just as bad it's just as bad and uh yeah, I think definitely a reason why he shouldn't be getting awards, you know? Yeah. I mean, did, were, did the, had the facts come to light when uh, he was getting Oscars and stuff for being in Bond movies? I don't think he ever got Oscars for being in Bond movies, but... Wow, that would be amazing. Did he really not? I don't think so. Wow, that's... Okay, hold on. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll check... Does it do Oscars on IMDb? I think so. Yeah, nominated for X. It'll say, like, a nominated for X number of Oscars. Uh, 35 wins, 19 nominations. Um, I could be wrong on that, though. Let's see. There's Indiana Jones, The Untouchable. Uh, wait. Oh, that's Golden Globes. Where's the Oscars? Dang it. Academy Awards. Have you under A? Jeez, I don't even know how to... How do, how do I search my heroes? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, there's Academy Awards, Golden Globes, BAFTA. Yeah, it'd be the Academy Awards. So he's only won one Academy Award then, and that was for The Untouchables. Right. Huh. I guess he didn't win anything for Bond. Huh. That's weird. Yeah. I would have thought, like, maybe a nomination? Yeah, something. Um, although you can't search Bond on here. You have to... Bond movie. Know. Boy, yeah. it would be so Wait. easy if Bond movie, if it was James Bond, colon, and then the name <laughs> of the movie, you know? It would yeah. be way easier for me to search this, but no, Ian yeah. Fleming had to go, like... Uh, Hey, I'm gonna just put these titles on uh, by themselves, and then you can't figure out how they go chronologically. So, made that hard for you, ha! He made my life so difficult. I'm mad at him. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> uh, that you bring up the Bond movies because I was talking to you about this before the show. Uh, oh yeah, they have, uh, real quick though. I know. Basically, it's just two news. One, I think, is almost positive that they are pretty much gonna cast him, but they cast the main villain. Oh. Um and. I can never pronounce his name. Uh, he's the main I'll guy. Try. He's the main guy in Twelve Years a Slave, and he's also the bad guy in Serenity. He's the operative. Um. Oh, the black guy. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Does he have a weird French name? I. It's like I don't. I. I can't pronounce his names. It's really weird, especially his last name. Um. But, but his first name is manageable, I think. But yeah. Um. Darn it. What was his name? Uh. As the. Oh, the operative. Um. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chuetel 
Echofor? I don't know, but he's English, actually, of all things, of all nationalities. Really? Yeah, he's born in England in the 70s. From uh, the... His parents are Nigerian, though. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, he's pretty much suspected of being the next Bond villain, which I'm okay with. Yeah? Because I think he's a good actor, and he did pretty good in Serenity, so... Dude, yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Like, if he played sort of the same guy in Serenity... Yeah, sort of that suave, clean, I-can-do-no-harm type of villain. And and with Bond, you can move him beyond swords now. Imagine how cool he would be with Mm -hmm. other weapons. Yeah. Yeah. And then him fist fighting with Daniel Craig, yeah. Uh, And then they've also released... There's a rumor, there was, like, I think a leak of... uh, um, uh, executive something or other memo of basically people who they want one of the possible bond girls yeah which i don't know if people really care about that but i, just, I just think anyway. of it as it's another name draw is um oh shoot i, I forgot it i forgot who it was i always get um i'm getting two names I'll mixed stall, up in my head i'll stall but, for time i'll volunteer i found oh. a a, pronoun- a pronouncer for his name on yeah. wikipedia it would be chuito egeo for like ah. that, that's a very strange pronunciation. But anyway, yeah. uh, na- name off that name and we'll it's wrap it up. Penelope Cruz. Well, really? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Whatever. It'd be <laughs> an interesting another big name draw. A lot of bigger names coming to the movies. Yeah, that's fine. No, it, you just get all the big people in it and get everybody addicted to Bond because that's fine. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Good really. with that. And then get them to watch Moonraker and break all their hopes <laughs> and dreams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash TGIF Radio. We're also TGIF Radio on Twitter. Email us things because you're not and we want you to at TGIF Radio Show at gmail.com. Subscribe on iTunes and RSS. All those links and archived old episodes are at TGIF Radio Dot com. Anything you want to say before we shut us down? I got three things. Obviously, we got our standard shout-out to the bookie. Hi, bookie! Uh, and then we also have the once-per-episode reminder of hoverboards are happening. September 2015. And then the third one is everybody needs to go home and watch all the movies that we mentioned in this episode. Absolutely, every one of them. Coneheads is optional, but if you want to see Dan Aykroyd being just the silliest dude I ever... I think you should still watch it. He eats an entire roll of toilet paper. Yeah. Like, not even like a sandwich, but he takes the end of the toilet paper and sucks it up like a vacuum cleaner. So, go watch all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, may or may not be in these studios. We'll figure we'll it see. out. There's going to be a show. All right. See you next week. Bye.